This is It Needs to Be Catchy. I'm back on my tyrant chair kick thing. Uh, my name is Joy Malillo. Holy shit. Yeah. And I am, uh, I, I, at one point I, I fancied myself the professor. Uh, and, but that's, it's, it's clearly, clearly become much clearer as time goes on that I'm, uh, I've like, I've lost a lot of sharpness just in the last year <laughs> yeah. might be, might be, might be new fatherhood, sleep deprivation, um, that sort of thing. It's, it's, uh, soften, soften some of my edges for better or for worse. It will do that. Yes. Uh, it's good to see and hear from all of you, even though I cannot see you and I cannot hear you, but one person I cannot, I can hear today, uh, is, uh, the prized pupil of It Needs to Be Catchy, Mr. Daniel Milwee. Daniel, how have you been? Uh, progressively worse listening to that, Joey. How? <laughs> and we are both father to our child, Greg Allen. How are you, Greg? <laughs> I was not expecting is, you to go there. <laughs> yeah, me neither. What? What? <laughs> Uh, my, my two, my two dads, <laughs> my two dads. That yeah. sounds like a sitcom all on its own. What's the subject? I can't tell if you're being ironic or not. <laughs> uh, What's the subject it, today? Do you want to get in the subject before we segment or do you want to segment uh, first? Uh, I guess I'll do my segment. So uh, my segment. So to, I'm, I'm kind of going a different direction with this now because I found this show and I mean, I never heard about it and I'm actually excited by the idea that it exists, but then I tried to find the, the intro and there's not a whole lot online. So what I could find, I think would lead, uh, to some interesting conversation just based on, you know, pres- presuming that what I found is actually the intro. So let's take a look. First of all, at the show. The show is called Madman of the People. Are you familiar with it? Mm-mm. Okay. I wasn't either. And um, you'll see maybe while I was why I was so excited in just a minute. Let's share. share. Well, as you're looking for it, I want to tell you why I'm so excited. Oh. And that's because uh, believe, some, somehow against all odds, we are accomplishing my goal, which is to have you doing more research on theme songs. <laughs> You're doing homework, Daniel. <laughs> yeah, that but makes it's... me really happy. That's it. So uh, the reason I was that excited seems about this familiar. Yeah, well, it was it was mid '90s. I think it was like '94, '95, and it is a okay. Dabney Coleman sitcom. Uh, All right, produced by Aaron Spelling. <laughs> <laughs> and it looks like just the brief clips that I've seen of the humor. It really reminds me of like, like the nineties version of William Shatner doing uh shit. My dad says, or whatever, just like really garbage, low bar sitcom, mm-hmm. you know, it seemed like an excuse to put people together that uh, the casting director likes, but I also just, I can't, I can't not be a little bit interested in a sitcom that has Dabney Coleman in it. So. Sure. Just looking, just, 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 just looking at this and it looks like I'm guessing he's, he must be, they, they work for a magazine. Is that the premise? The premise is that he's, yeah, he's had like this 
newspaper column and he's an outspoken newspaper editor and his daughter comes to like bring him into the 90s or whatever uh so it's very much like an archie bunker you know um yeah but but just 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 at first glance it appears to have all the hallmarks of a 90s the 90s on nbc which is people in business suits yeah. <laughs> um, you know, most of the time that means they, they, they're in a workplace, but it does not always have to be that way. Seinfeld, the people on Seinfeld dressed a lot like they were ready for the workplace. Kramer accepted, uh, except like even, even though you rarely saw any of them in an office, there was just something about NBC. It's like, they liked urbane looking people oh God, they on really their did. shows. And it was, it was, it got to be way too much very quickly. But what I thought was going to be an interesting discussion is like, I mean, that theme song is that's nothing. nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And it reminded me of just shoot me, which uh-huh. another, another, another NBC one. series mm-hmm. It's another NBC series. And if I'm remembering correctly, it was also incredibly short, just like a broken pencil gets thrown down. There's like maybe 10 seconds of music and then you're off to the, the show. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's without, that's not, I mean, I know, I know Just Shoot Me. I don't know it well enough to know its theme song. Uh, but just thinking about the, uh, because it ran, it ran for a few years. Yeah. Uh, but there's, there was a tendency for, uh, for a lot of these shows, uh, particularly as we, as we get to like, you know, kind of the dying age of, of the, the the nadir of of the sitcom uh or of the not the sitcom but of the theme song era where the uh where 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 the whole song would get replaced by a few notes from it that happened with news radio uh there was uh Dan Harmon had to fight because they uh he they played the, they played the full opening theme uh for episodes of community uh, for like the first two or three, and then they switch to to a to a similar sort of like title graphic uh, that was like two three seconds long uh, mm-hmm. for the rest of the first season, and then after that, he made a real point of like wanting the the entire opening credit sequence mm-hmm. uh, in in every episode, um, and that continued for uh, every episode thereafter where he was the where he was the showrunner because he just you know he 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 believed in what what the what the theme song could provide yeah um so so yeah i mean i don't know if i don't know if for madman of the people if that is that was episode its entire one. theme oh, okay well then that's probably its entire theme yeah i don't know if that's the case for just shoot me though i don't either i don't really remember but certainly the you know the memory because i watched several episodes of it i don't know why david spade <laughs> was uh important i guess uh but what I remember is is the brief thing. So or arguably that is the theme song because that's what's introducing the show most of the time. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. So I don't even know how if I don't even know how we how we score this. <laughs> uh, well, then, on uh, luckily for you guys, that's my job. So this concludes another uh, episode of of Daniel not being happy that he's losing, so he tries to get rid of the point system. Um, I'm not going to award any points to this today, just so that Joey continues to be on top two and a half to Daniel's one and a half. I will award you a point, Greg, for your stellar <laughs> attitude. <laughs> 
All right. Well, let's 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 go let's go into the heart of things today. Uh, we have we get we get lots of suggestions uh, now, which is awesome. That means that people are are listening and and they and they care about what we're doing. Which why do you care about what what we're doing? Um, is the question that I should never be asking as uh, as the host of the show. Um, leave, us a, leave us an answer. At, uh, it needs to be catchy on Facebook. Sure. Um, but the the uh, one of the suggestions we have gotten uh, frequently and recently and uh, and 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 quite passionately too is uh, is to talk a little bit about uh, mystery shows and uh, and detective shows. Um, in particular, this has been inspired by, uh, the recent revival of Unsolved Mysteries that, uh, has come to Netflix. Which I have and, not watched yet, and I've heard fantastic things about. Yeah. Uh, but Unsolved Mysteries, uh, of course, you know, that ha- had a, had a, had a, ter- had a terrific theme song that accomplished, um, a very particular, uh, type of goal. Um. Yes. It's you know it it's its whole deal was about establishing uh, suspense, and so I'd like to like to uh, to to compare uh, the two versions of it now, uh, starting starting with the original version. So here's the the 2020 version, um, you know, as is the case often with theme songs. Uh, The 2020 version is uh, shorter, but no less potent. So the fir- first thing I noticed about the new version is that it appears they've they've slowed it way down, um, or maybe not way down, but down you know like a like a step or two. Um, but that okay. So before actually before we get into that, um, and before we even get into like you know our our first initial impressions, listening to these two uh, renditions of that song made me sort of think about you know the thing that a suspense show might need to accomplish um that would be that that's that's kind of like unique among uh you know in in its own within its own sort of like you know subgenre of 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 the of the of the art form um sure so you know it's like you want like basically like we we've talked about we the you know our we've got our we've got our uh, long established bedrock principle of our comfort signal now um and i I would, I would say that you know it's like even a show like this, uh, you know, the theme song is a that's what it is. You know what we're seeing here is a comfort signal, uh, but uh, but comfort is really only, it only really applies here in terms of you know it's returning you to yeah. yeah that's right right it's returning to a familiar place. Uh, because it's, it's a fear it, signal, not a comfort signal. <laughs> yeah, no, it's you know it, it, they are they are they are they are attempting to unsettle you uh, ahead of ahead of time, but still, it's about getting you into the right frame of mind. 
for what you're about to watch. No, you're making the claim that the Unsolved Mysteries is the Norwegian black metal of theme music. I get it. <laughs> you might have to explain that one a little bit further. <laughs> oh, well, no, not really. I mean, but there's a certain, I mean, we're talking about how these things feel, you know, and I think it's a little bit more than just saying like major versus minor key. You know, it's like there is an ominous dread that they're getting out of that music that you want for that show because they're setting up the feeling for the show. So, I mean, how do you do like, how do you describe that? Like it feels dark. <laughs> yeah. Feels yeah. Spooky, you know, but not really like a ghost show necessarily. Mm-hmm. And then I well, think about a- something. Sorry. Uh, I think about no, no, go ahead. like even true detective. It has a little bit of that sense of dread, but pulls away from it a lot because it's just it's more folky feeling anyway and i think that that's because it's much more about like the two characters than it is about the spookiness of the story you know well funny funny you should say that uh one of the one of the songs that this you know put me down a rabbit hole on uh was the true detective theme and i'm i in in particular the season one yeah true detective season one i've actually never seen season two You know, that song does an excellent job of giving me the willies. Um, and I would say that I think that the the uh, the the image sequence goes a long way towards doing that. But there's still something in the in the in the song itself uh, that is um, while not I'm not sure exactly how creepy and foreboding the uh, the people who wrote it intended it to be. The song is called Far From Any Road, and it's by a group called The Handsome Family. Hmm. Um, but it's... And, and actually, there was a... I'll, to, tell a, to tell a quick story about the time when we were doing this as a class, uh, I used the lyrics from this song in an assignment where uh, you were supposed to try to ID the theme song just based on the lyrics alone. And you merciless, mercilessly mocked this song for trying to rhyme creosote. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I don't, I mean, <laughs> I remember that now. Uh, <laughs> the song doesn't work for me as well. Um, okay. I'd like, I think it works in terms of, you know, the setting. Mm-hmm. Like we're, we're talking rural Louisiana, so we're going to have some sort of, but it's interesting to me that you say that because both the lyrics of the song and the orchestration, um, when you listen to it closely, like it's more of an American Southwest. Yes, it's more sort Western. of motif. Yeah, I was. Which is which? Which seems to be a weird choice for a show that like doesn't go farther west than Beaumont. True. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, maybe that's just part of the reason why it doesn't really work for me it doesn't put me enough into a sense of place especially considering like those final episodes when you really mm. start to you know learn about carcosa and all the uh, right. things going on 
and I'm actually trying to remember the season three theme song. Season three, um, it's 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 a little bit more in vain because season two was a was a departure. Yeah, um, it'll irritate you. <laughs> Uh, okay, so True Detective Season 2, real quick. The war was lost, the treaty signed. I was not caught across the line. I was not caught, though many tried. I live among you, well disguised. I had to leave my life behind. Oh my god, why did it have to say music by T-Bone Burnett? I was I was totally hating it, and now I can't hate it. No, yes you can, <laughs> because music by doesn't mean that he created the theme song, you know. No, but he 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 selected he it. He selected it. Well, all I can say is that that theme song is fitting of the reputation of that season. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, season three returns. T Bone Burnett for the save. Yeah. <laughs> well, he did all three seasons. Um, mm-hmm. the well, maybe, 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 maybe he he got enough uh, enough of a view of the second season to be like, <laughs> you know what? Not even it's like I, he either he either didn't try or he tried <laughs> to pick a song like he felt reflected that season's quality. <laughs> maybe he's that good. Maybe. Yeah. All right. So. True detective stuff aside, um, if I can, uh, if we get, I, I want to double back to, uh, to Unsolved Mysteries for a second and uh, point out the other thing that, that really struck me about it when I listened to it closely, and that is that the, like, the definite echoes and influence of, uh, of Bernard Herrmann in, in that theme. Oh, yeah, I can see that. But yeah. it's such a, a louder, well, I guess Bernard Herrmann was actually very loud, but... Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, take for instance... Uh, his uh, his intro to the Twilight Zone. So yeah, nothing nothing subtle about that. <laughs> but it's you know it's like it's uh, like I don't know if what we're what we're hearing is um, unsolved mysteries. I I'm just gonna go back real quick. So you got big deep lows, mm-hmm. underscoring a high pitch, you know, kind of uh, easily repeatable, uh, repetitious. Um, um, uh, yeah, is, is that a motif? A melody? Uh, yeah, maybe a, mel- a motif. Definitely, the melody is a higher note that's easily repeated. So yeah, I think that fits the the definition. Both of them it's, have that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Like so, and there's something about there. Uh, the uh, the the. It's not it's not always a horn that's doing it, uh, but there's something uh, there's something brassy. Sometimes like like Bernard Herrmann even did it with like the bongo drums uh, at a point where it's like he 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 puts those he puts that little punctuation moment in where yeah. it's like yeah it's like you you're drawn in by the melody because it's. Uh, 
you know, whether it's dun 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 dun, dun or, you know, or uh, what, what Herman does and what Unsolved Mysteries is, is echoing is like drawing you in and then like jump scaring you with uh with a little bit of a yes uh yeah yeah Herm yeah herman so, does that because that's very true for bernard herman he likes to have those like loud crashes happen mm -hmm. um unsolved mysteries doesn't and a third one that i think actually is a pretty good fit for those other two is the x-files theme song which is also much more mystery than it is detective yeah. mm -hmm. um and it has those same traits Right. I wonder, you know, I wonder unsolved. So, so the thing about unsolved mysteries, um, that there's nothing about unsolved mysteries that is supernatural, but right. then, but, it, but it's, it's theme song does make, you know, it does, it does seem to have more in common with shows that have supernatural elements. So Twilight Zone, X-Files, mm -hmm. um, if if the uh, e even even the first season of True Detective sort of teases you with the idea, like I think one of the things that makes it like 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 whatever evil it is until you kind of figure out everything that's going on. And it's you know, it's a it's a perfectly credible evil real world evil on its own. Yes. But for the first couple of episodes, you're like, what the fuck? Is there a demon <laughs> right. roaming around the swamp out here? Uh, and so uh, and so you you know, it's like. Can that show get away with something uh, that a more straightforward crime drama uh, or mystery drama or detective drama does not? So actually, as as thinking thinking about a show again, one that has vaguely supernatural elements, mm -hmm. uh, I want to I want to I want to slide over to another program and um, and then. <laughs> This is it's going to it's going to seem kind of like a silly departure, but this is a, this is this is intended to be a comedy show after all. And I need to break the, the <laughs> tension that we're building. Uh, and I'm not also I'm not going to uh, I'm not drawing our attention to the uh, to the to the exact TV theme song version of this, uh, because I have to thank YouTube. They gave me they, they 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 gave me two really inspired choices for it. So I present to you Inspector Gadget for eight cellos. Hold, hold, hold your, hold your thought on that real quick, because I have two adjacent things that I just wanna, I just wanna show you. One is not to be outdone. Here is Inspector Gadget for five brass instruments. <laughs> person did that um <laughs> and lest you think if you're like oh yeah well the inspector the cello one was much better i agree with you and uh just to drive that point home here's knight rider for eight cellos by the same artist uh samara ginsburg uh, i want to make sure that she gets credited here <laughs> Oh 
almost appreciate now that I'm like, hey, Knight Rider is a pretty good song once it's not played on a MIDI. <laughs> Hearing the Inspector Gadget theme for a cellos as we did, I like it, it, what I don't think I would have picked out Inspector Gadget as a theme song that had a lot in common with Herman Hitchcock, that Unsolved Mysteries, that that sort of, you know, uh, that sort of vein. But it certainly does, doesn't it? Well, so what I was going to say about it is, and I know we're, we're heading there next. So what we were what we were just talking about was more like the mystery show. Mm-hmm. And Inspector Gadget is much more the detective show. Right. And With some mild supernatural elements. Yeah, well, of course. Well, sci-fi, I would say, more than anything. Okay. Yeah. But even still, I mean, it's, it's, it's a cartoon, and it's clearly like parodying the detective shows in a fun way. But man... They really got it's been a while since I've listened to the theme song for Inspector Gadget, but it is a pitch perfect rendition of like a 60s, 70s detective show mm. or spy show. Yeah. Which kind of grouped together. Um, so just for a little bit of counterpoint, got a couple <laughs> of um, a couple, a couple of a couple of detective show songs uh, that uh, that don't do what these other or, or mystery mystery shows that don't do what these other uh, songs do. And it's not that I'm, it's not that I'm pulling them out to, to dump on them. Uh, but uh, it's just, just, I just kind of want to, you know, draw the counter, you know, draw the counter and say, it's like, you know, the theme song and a theme song absolutely can and does play a role in establishing the atmosphere of, suspense uh because if they don't what you end up with is something you know like this is that that someone playing a saw or a theremin (laughs) (laughs) well to to give you a little bit of context, that is a rich, lush piece of music by Henry Mancini, who is legitimately a genius, uh, and uh, and it it is the uh, it's 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 one of the themes used uh, for Columbo, in particular uh, during Columbo's uh, years as uh, part of like the the mystery movie of the week, when most of the time it'd be a Columbo episode, but then you might have some other you know independent mystery. Uh, that they were airing uh, on NBC on Saturday night that or Friday night that week. Um, and it really doesn't do anything to establish suspense. It's, <laughs> it's, it's really more, um, I mean, because it was used regardless of whether it was a Columbo episode of not or, or not, I don't know if we can, uh, if we can, if we can credibly say that it was, it's completely like the establishment of character uh, but I do think that, you know, there, there's probably an intention on the parts of the creators to say it's like, you know, Hitchcock creep people out. We're not trying to creep people out. Like, there's going to be a mystery here, but we want it to be a gentle good time uh, for the seniors who are who are watching TV tonight. Um, and uh, and and just to just to make that a, uh, you know, yeah, just just to, just to kind of double up on that. We're going to we, we have to consider the Matlock. Of course as we well. do. Uh, 
So yeah, that, I mean, it's the same thing, just with, you know, a little bit more like of a southern fried biscuit, you know, situation. I made my uh, decision, Joey. If, okay. If you want your funeral to have a dirge of the Fleece Academy theme song, I definitely want my funeral to have the Matlock theme song. <laughs> you betcha. Can we can we bury you in a seersucker suit? <laughs> uh, no, you have to dress the coffin up in a seersucker suit. <laughs> <laughs> Done. And all of you have to argue about who killed me and point fingers all at right. each other. <laughs> uh, be that version of Futurama's uh, uh, space chicken. <laughs> Matlock, Matt, Matt, Matlock. Oh, I mean, it's so like, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's almost, it's almost a little bit of a genre unto itself because he's like, he's part Atticus Finch, part, uh, part, uh, original recipe Perry Mason. <laughs> uh, I want to, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, direct us to one more theme song. This is a, this is an example of something, uh, that I feel like splits the difference, um, between, uh, between between uh, character, you know, gentle character humor and uh, and 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 suspense, and that is murder. She wrote. What I think is interesting about that one is, you know, it starts off kind of like it's it's like a minuet uh, and gradually they sneak in brasses and then they, you know, they they, they pull on those strings just a little bit more. And it, it, it gets gets like darker in the middle, almost like a it's like a like a like a mystery version of the Mr. Belvedere theme minus, you know, Leon Redbone. Yeah. And that's I mean, that's pretty much what I had to what I had to say on the subject to today. Um, I, uh, I, I did want to take a moment, uh, just kind of outside of what we were doing to plug the fact that I will, um, I've, I've had this for a while now, but I have a Spotify playlist, uh, for, that is a call called the TV theme songs masterclass, uh, oh, list. Christ. And I will, <laughs> and I am going to, I'm going to share that. Uh, I'm going to share that in the Facebook. Uh, I don't, I don't think I, know how to access the Twitter and Instagram. So once I share that link, if, uh, if I could ask one of you to do that for me, I'd be, be much obliged. Uh, speaking of Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, and uh, any of other, our other social media platforms, where can people find us? So you can find us at Facebook at It Needs to Be Catchy. We have Instagram, It Needs to Be Catchy. Twitter, at Needs to Be Catchy. Or you can send us an old-fashioned email at It Needs to Be Catchy Pod at gmail.com. Speaking of old-fashioned, I think we should get ourselves uh, a cassette answering machine as well, just for uh, just just in case we're discovered by uh, by hipsters, and they want to they want to interact with us, and like some of some some of Daniel's Spokane brewing friends. Okay, <laughs> that might be their per- preferred way. Of you don't even know what you're talking about. Okay, well that's enough nonsense for today. <laughs> I think. Thank you all for joining us for It Needs to Be Catchy. I'm Joey. I am Daniel. And I'm Greg. We will see you next time. Go, go, catch a copter!